Live from Southern, Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. Welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is, I don't know what the hell day it is, but I know it's June 2nd, 2021, and I think it is Wednesday. Because, oh yeah, you know what? It is Wednesday. You know why? Because last night, for the first time ever, I kicked everybody's ass in trivia. Oh yeah. I'm very, very proud of me. I was so excited. I was much more excited that I won trivia than Joe Biden. I'll digress from that. Come on. I know. That's how we all feel on our show there, old Joe. Anyway, speaking of Joe and, uh, you know, his, uh, I don't know what the hell you want to call her, but, uh, you know, Her Majesty, who who has not yet been seen in like 60 days, almost two months that, since there's been a Kamala sighting. Uh, she is sure as hell hasn't been into the border, but on the way home, I heard a uh, news report that she might be going to Mexico and Central America next week. Isn't that lovely? Anyway, still, she's not going to the border, which that's where she should be going. Um, You know, apparently she's going to be talking to the other countries about, you know, poverty and food and stuff like that. Mm, Kamala, one thing, if you could just kind of, you know, reiterate back to the people over there is make sure your damn people stay put. Help your own people. Don't make them feel like they have to risk their own lives to come to the United States. Trust me when I say this. It sure as hell ain't that much better here. And when you coming over here, it's just making shit worse. So stay put. All right. I'm glad I got my PSA out of the way for the evening. Anywho, um, there's a couple of things uh, I wanted to bring up uh, before we uh, get to uh, some other stories. Uh, some of the uh, on the ride home type stories that I was uh, listening to. And uh, more or less, they have to deal with local issues here in California and uh you know surprise surprise um give me one second while I bring things up but anyways before we get to that I want to see how our good friends Pertwee and, and producer Eric how are you I'm doing good this evening um you know I'm um and, and today like the chit chat with the old man in case anybody missed it 35 live listeners in the live cast at one time which looks like a a big record for the old man. I think he's been killing it. That is awesome. 35 people in the, uh, the morning show. And that's, that's a real uh, one time early show to get up and, and listen to. I, I, uh, at the point that he went live, I think I was, I was you, in, you were, you were taking a snooze. Yes. I was in my second hour of sleep last night <laughs> or this morning, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah. Um, a big congratulations to the old man and, and, and Dina Joe, which I, Join him as co-host, and hopefully Grammy will be on tomorrow morning or Friday. Well, that's cool. And uh, let's see what what was the main topic of conversation today? Um, I don't don't really know right offhand, but I but I know the conversation's very on that show. Um, but he did mention the term woke. <laughs> oh wow, that's good. I, I like that. I like hearing uh, people talking about woke. That's very important. No, normally, he doesn't talk about that on that show. I know that's why I really like it. I'm digging it. So. <laughs> um, but in case you missed yesterday morning, um, 
cracks from exotics radio paid us a visit, but we need to work on seeing if we can convince Roxanne to come back. Roxanne. Every time I hear her, or as, or as homeboy would be like Roxanne, Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that song. That's a good song. Well, I'm glad you had a good morning and, uh, Hurtley, it's good to see you, my friend. How are you? Thank you. Doing well. I think Thank Honeybee's you. just going to listen tonight if she even does that. She's pretty worn out. She had a, a busy physical day. She's done more today than she's done for the past month and a half. So wow. she's tired. She's recouping. Well, that's good. I'm glad she's uh, up and about and uh, recuperating continuously. And uh, sounds, you know, sounds like uh, you guys have your hands full, but uh, in a positive way, of course. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. And Mr. Tampa Bay Mike, what is going on with you? Hey, brother. Good. I listened to special uh, 38 special. Uh, Heart needs a second chance before I got on the show. So I'm feeling pretty good. God, I need some inspiration too. I really do. Some inspiration in my life. Yeah. And I also mm-hmm. battled Jurassic Park uh, animals on an arcade game with my daughter today. We had a. A, a, a really good uh, battle we waged there. It was pretty fun. Oh, no. I used to be into video games until they came out with like more than four buttons. Then I'm like, I threw the shit against the wall. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the things that has caught my interest, though, you know, nonsense password, you know, the guy that everybody thinks I sound like, uh, he's been telling me that he's really gotten into this virtual reality and stuff. Now, that kind of piques my interest because that would be kind of cool because I'm kind of tired of my own reality. So <laughs> I was asking him, I said, is there a gay virtual reality? Because I could go for sure dig into that. <laughs> virtual, I mean, what's the limit, right? You know, Exactly. I mean, I could have any virtual type of reality I, I, I could dream of, I would assume. But. Joe he, Biden? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Unfucking believable. Really? <laughs> it's too early for the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, little Jay. Uh, Torch, uh, Forgotten Tunes, uh, Nonsense, and all, you know, Jess Doc. I'm sure Jess is here. She's she's America's favorite duck. Anyways. As I say, I need some inspiration because I sure as hell don't get any here living in California. Apparently, there's this thing that's being talked about in the state of California. Yesterday, they got together a task force here in the wonderful communistic state of California. Anybody have any idea or any, just imagine just, you know, out of thin air what that task force could be, they could be talking about. It's nothing, nothing particularly great. I will tell you that. Well, yesterday, apparently, they've begun a task force to begin meetings to discuss reparations, folks. Now, this isn't a group of people getting together to kind of discuss whether we should be giving reparations or not. This is a task force more so to decide what we're going to do for reparations. and. As we've talked so many times on this show, people don't know about this, folks. People other than you that sit at home, Joe the plumber, or you know, you, you name it, Jack the electrician, Joan the whoever, whatever, everybody in Joan the, the hairdresser. 
There you go. Joan the hairdresser. Or or any other Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Right? Tom, Dick, and Harry <laughs> don't know about it either. And because they don't give two shits because they're too busy trying to barely get by in our society as it is. And the sad Checking part the about this is that by the time things get decided, too fucking late. And so we have this task force here in California. They're going to be getting together for the next two years. Okay, the first, the first thing is first. You're going to waste taxpayer money for two fucking years to decide to give how much more of hard-earned taxpayer dollars you're going to give specifically to a racial group. Really? There's so many problems I have. And the biggest problem that I have, if this follows through, they continue on with this, and there actually begins to be reparations, you think fucking there's tensions versus race right now? Oh, I don't know. Advocate. I like to speak up now and say that I identify as a black man. I'm just going on record. (laughs) Right? Can we identify and then we'll Uh, all get reparations, I guess. I I have I haven't gotten that far yet, but yes, Bert, (laughs) we are all going to identify as black soon. Trust me. Um, God, I lost my train. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. But he, but here's the thing. Here's I mean, come on, people, wake the fuck up, get involved, take action. I mean, who the fuck is anybody to just stand there with their hand out because of something that happened centuries ago, and yet we're going to waste taxpayer money to to dick around and and see? Okay, well, let, let's see what, what can we do for them. What I mean do, is is it? I mean, am I the only person that sees it that? Okay, you start giving away people's hard-earned money for quote-unquote reparations because, you know, God forbid, I mean, something that happened centuries ago, that plays no effect on how someone is doing and how they're living their life today. It doesn't, folks. People, We're going to have reparation. What's that? Sorry. No, we're going to have reparations. Uh, hey, call me racist. I know it's coming. The Indians, wouldn't you think, would qualify maybe first? I mean, granted, I know what happened in the time of the slavery years ago, which they're not enslaved anymore, but we have the Indians whose land we stole, who we pushed on reservations, and we're just going to say, eh, you're not that important. Well, here's the thing. There's- can I open up a can? Sorry. Oh, yeah, because I'm not very much in favor of that sense. either. I, I think it's a disgrace oh, I'm that not we, can allow, I'm saying. we can allow a certain portion of society to, to be able to do one thing, uh, like open up casinos all across this country, but no other person of any other race can go ahead and open, open up a, game, a gaming establishment legally. Uh, that's fucked up. I don't, you know, in my opinion, it's the survival of the fittest. We, we have listeners that call in all the time. Oh, well, we stole their land. We stole this. We stole that. Uh, shit happens in life. And the main reason you need to learn about what has happened in history is so you doesn't repeat. You allow immigrants to come in here illegally. You allow the government to treat society the way they are. You weaken the society. Someone's bound to come in and fucking do what we did as a nation to native Americans and take this land over. It's all about China might do it to us just like we did it to them. Yeah. China might. Yeah. They, they might be the one that's the ones that do that. 
Dark Bear says, you know, my money. <laughs> I just happened to think about ninth grade homemaker teacher, Miss Rankins. And, and the one thing I remember her saying is what you give is what you get back. And, and it's unbelievable. It, and you're right. It, it really is. The article to kind of go into more specifics on Tuesday, a specific task force in California held its first meeting, kicking off a process dedicated to examine and develop reparations, reparation proposals for slavery and study its lingering negative effects on African-Americans today. I would love to hear how, you know, a century ago, how slavery is affecting any, any American to this day. Because I, I, you have to, folks, bad shit happens in life. People go to jail. They go to prison. You want that? Hell, they're going to be the next ones that want reparations. I mean, they have it good enough to where they can get a fucking taxpayer-funded sex change in jail if they'd like. Just another sign of people wanting handouts. Anyways, the task force is composed of nine people who were appointed by Democratic governor and I, I don't even want to say his name, and leaders in the legislature. From what I was told, by the way, that nine-person task force, eight African-Americans and one Asian. Just throwing out facts. Last September, Newsom signed a bill creating the task force in order to make proposals for potential reparations for American-Americans. American, American great, great writing here. Uh, probably for African-Americans as quote, as our country reckons with our painful legacy of racial injustice, California again is poised to lead the way towards a more equitable and inclusive future for all. That's what piece of shit. Governor Gavin Newsom said as the Los Angeles times reported last year, quote, state lawmakers approved assembly bill 3121 to force the state to begin to confront its racial history, racist history and systematic disparities that persist today. So I guess you can officially call the state of California racist. AB 3121 was introduced by Secretary of State Shirley Weber, and she's a, she's a gem as well. She was, uh, who was a legislator last year. The bill states that it, quote, established the task force to study and develop reparation proposals for African-Americans with a special consideration for African-Americans who are descendants of persons enslaved in the United States. Uh, you quote the more quotes. You're here today, not just to sit and answer to say, was there harm? But your task is to, to determine the depth of the harm and the ways in which we are to repair that harm. I'm sure a few billion, everybody, uh, every uh, African-American would be like a couple hundred million dollars will do just fine, right? The group is supposed to provide a written report to the legislature on discoveries and recommendations no later than one year after the first meeting. The bill also stated that any reparations made at the state level are not a replacement for reparations that might come from the federal government. So, you know, the state's going to pay them off. The feds are going to pay them off. I mean, what more can you ask for? So uh, I, I reach out to all of you. If you're not against this, I strongly suggest, like Pertwee, Start beginning to identify as black. Be less white. It, it'll pay off in the end. The task force will also uh, recommend broke. appropriate remedies, including what, quote, form of compensation should be awarded. This is, you know, Pert, this is even just a struggle to read this shit. It really is. It's, anyways, <laughs> through instrumentalities. Just, just, 
just say it's a crappy article. Everybody that's not of color is getting screwed. Next. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Exactly. Uh, reparations are coming to California. And obviously, if they come to California, as apparently they're planning on doing, uh, your state will be next. I, I guarantee you. There's no doubt in my mind. Is California now the beta state? Are they going to be beta testing all this stuff there? I guess. I don't know. They're, they're already doing universal basic income for uh, colored minorities that, uh, that are uh, f- females. So who knows? Uh, it Slightly basically sounds like lots of available. Personal, sorry. There's a lot of, no, I was just going to say slightly. There's lots of available housing in Florida. Mike and me and, and uh, Torch, we can all have <laughs> some real estate magazines, okay? I, I get <laughs> magazines. And, and don't, don't forget other like Floridians like Blue Rock, aka Chronic, and um, Evan, who also live there too. Yeah, do have two extra rooms. Oh, and Mary, she also lives there as well. Yep, forgot about her. Oh, wait, wait, Mike's Mike's got two extra rooms. So if you and Big Sexy have a fight, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's much appreciated. So anyway, <laughs> well, I, like I was going to say, much appreciated. With, Next. with this whole like form of reparations, it sounds like you know personal responsibility be damned, right? There's no sense of personal responsibility. All it is today in society, as we read these stories, not even just from California, but many other states, all over. It's all about, it's all about people not giving a shit, not wanting to go out and hard and do hard work. They don't want to earn what they complacency and have to get its best or worst. It is. I mean, I went. I big sexy and I over the weekend, and I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I will now. And we went to Vons over the weekend, and there was this gal. Uh, she had her child. Uh, she might have been Hispanic. She might have been. I don't know what what uh, she was of, of a minority, which it, it doesn't matter. Um. But I had seen her earlier over at Starbucks earlier on in the day. And basically, she had her sign out. And as anybody and everybody would walk by, a simple, God bless you. And the saddest part of the whole situation is when I was inside the Vons and I was looking out because I was curious. I'm like, being here in a, you know, a higher end community, I, I'm interested to see how many people are willing to help out. And you'd be amazed. I mean, people were walking up, giving her twenties, tens. I mean, it was like, it was like, I don't know, Christmas, I guess. Uh, even she had a thing of bag of groceries and everything. And it's the saddest part about it was, is when I saw her young girl, and she couldn't be more than six, maybe seven at most. Is basically learning from her mom, and all she would do is she would just put her hand out. And uh, that bothered me because being out there, yeah, you might be struggling in life. Everybody goes through that. I don't care what part of life, what color you are, what uh, gender you want to identify as or whatnot. You're going to experience hard times. But it's about what you do during those hard times. It's going to define you and your family. And to teach a child to basically just go out in the street and beg when there's you know, obviously, there's plenty of money going around uh, that is being handed out by government and everything else. I don't know. I just I, it bothered me. Anywho, uh, in other news, uh, apparently there's going to be a pride festival, a pride parade too, in uh, San Diego this year. 
And uh, the police are not invited, kind of like New York. They don't like, apparently gay people don't like police. <laughs> Guess they hate gay people. Uh, and not only that, but the mayor yesterday announced how the San Diego police are adopting new transgender non-binary interaction procedures. So now we have rules on how you're going to talk to people who identify as something that they're not or think they are or just don't know. The San Diego Police Department Tuesday released a new set of policies guiding officer interactions with transgender and gender non-binary people. And the, the last I heard, the definition of non-binary is like they don't think they're a man or a woman and they just might not know what they are. Anyways, historically, many members of the LGBTQ community, particularly those who identify as transgender or non-binary, have not been recognized or respected for who they are. That's what the gay mayor, Todd Gloria, said in a statement. And I say gay mayor because Todd Gloria wants to make sure that he's known as the gay mayor. I'm not making fun of him by any means. I've met with the guy a couple times. Uh, he's a two-faced piece of crap. He'll tell you one thing and do the exact opposite. And it's one of those things I question him and how he says that when he says particularly those who identify as transgender or non-binary have not been recognized or respected for who they are. Now, Todd, when you have the LGBTQ, LMNOF, and whatever other letters you'd like to add to that, sit there and basically spit on the local, the local police department, not allowing them to, if they want to be a part of the parade or if they want to be in the vicinity. Uh, last I checked, respect goes both ways, my friend. And God forbid something go down during these pride festivities. Because you know what? If you want to treat the police officers like shit, I wouldn't mind them not showing up to assist you. Just saying. I think uh, respect goes both ways, my friend. Anyways, the rules, going back to how the police are supposed to treat these folks, the rules are des designed to create a mutual understanding among community members and police on the procedures that will be followed to prevent conflict and to ensure appropriate interactions with transgender and gender non-binary citizens, according to city officials. Quote, these new guidelines were developed in coordination with our LGBTQ community and set clear expectations for interactions between SDPD officers and transgender and gender non-binary community members. So apparently, you know, the LGBTQ community basically gets to set the rules now uh, and how the police are supposed to be able to talk to them. The key components of the procedure 6.34 require that the police department personnel, quote, use visual and verbal cues to become aware of a person's gender identification. <laughs> Sorry. I, I laugh because it's just, uh, it's just way out there. Uh, accept it and refer to them by their preferred pronoun. You heard that right. So if the person is not a man or thinks he's something else and doesn't like the way the police officer refers to them by a pronoun, that officer is now going to get written up by the chief. Properly document a person's gender identity in police reports and share that information on a need-to-know basis with other department members to ensure continuity, continuity of treatment and subsequent interactions. They're also supposed to give people who identify as transgender or non-binary the choice of the gender of the officer who will perform a search on them. 
Who the fuck is writing this stuff? If you're a criminal, you should have no say in who searches you. I don't give a shit if you're a man, woman, or whatever the hell you, you want to identify as a frog. You're, if you're being arrested, you have no rights. You get no decisions. Maybe once you get to prison, you can take taxpayer dollars and get a sex change on our dime. But until then, unbelievable. Fucking China's writing this stuff, man. There's no way. No sane person is writing this. It makes no sense. Oh, but wait, there's more. Follow all department procedures for transporting people who identify as female, including transgender women and non-binary, including recording the transport on uniform-worn cameras and notify a dispatcher of the beginning and ending mileage of the police vehicle used. Book transgender and non-binary people, get this, into a jail facility that aligns with their preferred identity. So if you're going to be, you know, let's just say pert, well, let's not use pert. Uh, let, let's just say, Mike, <laughs> you're getting arrested, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe yeah. you want maybe you want to go have some fun while in prison. Just eh, fuck. Say you feel like you're a woman. Go to the women's <sighs> prison, right? Why not? Yeah. I mean, no. yeah. S- slightly you're missing. So yes, yeah. you <laughs> say you're you identify as a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making this up slightly? Seriously, is this real? Are you just Pulling no. our chain, man. Oh, dude, no, I, I, it's so real. This I is freaking to- nuts, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. Read the article. Hiddennews.com. Oh, oh my god. So yeah, so we're now, going to hell. If you get away, <clears throat> you you get the option to, to choose which prison you go to. So that's that's fun. Uh, the officers uh-huh. also make every reasonable attempt to recover medications for the restee and take them to the jail facility with their personal property. <sighs> Unbelievable. And package. Missing med- mm-hmm. Yeah, m- missing medications used as part of a person's transition can be life-threatening. Well, um, and Boney down in the chat made a point. What happens when a slap fight breaks out? You need the popo there, which I responded well that... You know, the de- defund the, the police crowd uh, are going to really be sorry when 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 they need the police in their hour of need. And if they become a victim of a crime. Well. At this point. I don't know. <sighs> I think I'm done with this. We story. might as well digress on it while we're still ahead. Exactly. You see you see where I'm going. Have reparations going to. You know, being discussed to be given away. I mean, we have $115 million of our taxpayer dollars give, being given away in California. We're going to, I mean, we already let, like I said, we let people in, in prison uh, get a, a sex change on the taxpayer dime already. Now we're going to let them decide what fucking prison they want to go to. Uh, you know, what's next? Um, if they're not happy with the, the day's meal, uh, we're going to fucking go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and get a steak for them too. I mean, we might as well the way things are going. Or or go pick them up a McDonald's Happy Meal, I guess. Yeah, McDonald's Happy Meals are good, actually. I used to get those as a kid. I like yes, them. Yes, same here. I used to collect, or uh, a Dairy Queen Blizzard. No, never had that. Oh, and, stop it, Eric. Fox, but we're uh, not going to say Starbucks <laughs> Frappuccino. We might as well say fuck Starbucks over our head or get a lashing for it. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I was going to bring up another story. But I think I'm going to take a break instead because we're uh, right up against the break. There was a, a there's a person uh, over at the University of Colorado Boulder, and uh, as I get more information on this, I'll bring shed more light on it. 
but she's an Asian gal and she's, uh, she's, <laughs> you know, anti, you know, you know, anti-racist this and anti-racist that. And basically the whole, you know, the Asian hate, I'm not going to get into detail of how much of lacking of, you know, documentation that there is as far as there being so much Asian hate out there in the world. And, but the other thing is, because, you know, a lot of the statistics that I've been hearing, and I don't have it in front of me, but a lot of the crimes against Asians aren't, haven't necessarily been white people against Asians. A lot of it is black, you know, African-American. But the funny thing about the whole situation is, even though there's those facts, this gal, Jennifer Ho, who uh, does ethnic studies at the University of Colorado, she is saying, well, it's still white people's fault. It's still white racism. But we'll get into that tomorrow. What's her last name? I'm going to try, try to digress a little bit and catch up. Drink some uh, no topo chico. We have to make a Costco run. But we'll be right back right after this short time out. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. Slightly serious show. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, then offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Well, I guess I should stop sharing my screen stories here. Anywho, um, I'm going to digress for a little bit. Uh, Hurt, um, or actually, Eric, you had, did you, you had something. I mean, I submitted two stories. I know one story I submitted um, talked about, you know, Fox News beating CNN in the May ratings. But, but you know, Fox News, I know, you know, seem, seems to be about as atrocious as CNN and MSLSD. Um, <laughs> unless there's a way better news network out there that doesn't blur the lines and, you know, and filter out the truth. But, but another story that really caught my attention, I'm about to pull it up on the Twitter DM. Um, Yahoo News picked up a story from Axios um, that I thought was really interesting involving the RNC warns it'll advise presidential candidates against debates unless panel makes significant reforms. All right. All right. Um, I'm pulling the story. Pull the plug. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm still here. All right. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel warned the Commission on Presidential Debates Tuesday that the RNC would advise future GOP candidates against participating in, excuse me, in CBD hosted debates unless significant reforms are made. Why it matters? McDaniel's letter to the nonpartisan forum follows up on several complaints made by former President Donald Trump last year on perceived issues. Moving on, these issues include moderator choices, muting candidates' mics after Trump and then presidential nominee Joe Biden's interruption plagued the first debate and the CPD's plans to hold the second debate virtually as a pandemic precaution, which was replaced by dueling town halls after Trump refused to attend. What are what they're saying? McDaniel wrote that the first debate occurred after early voting had begun in several states. She also noted the CBP's plan to install plexiglass shields, but Trump identified a 
I identified a reflections problem thanks to his background in television and caught the error in time. The CPD's repeated missteps and the partisan actions of its board members make clear that the organization no longer provides fair and impartial forum for presidential debate, which the law requires and the American people deserve, McDaniel wrote. Our sincere hope is that the CPD accepts the criticism and works to correct its mistakes. If not, the RNC will have no choice but to advise future Republican candidates against participating in CPD-hosted debates, and the RNC will look for other options for its candidates to debate the issues before the American people in a neutral and nonpartisan form. What to watch? Um, McDaniel has asked the CPDs to respond by July 31st to her request for changes, which include holding at least one debate before early voting starts, limiting board directors' terms, and banning commission members from speaking publicly candidates and reprimanding them if they do. The, the commission could n- not immediately be, be reached for any additional comment, but I, I thought that story was just very, very interesting. Um, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm getting to the point to where, you know what, the hell with any of the debates, because we all know that the moderators are one side or the other. Generally speaking, they're all about the, uh, the Democrat. And, you know, why not just let them campaign, do their own campaigns, let the rhetoric from each of the candidates be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it. Because all we're doing when we watch a debate on television nowadays is we're just looking at a moderator trying to facilitate one of the candidates to basically look better than the other. And it's very apparent. And it can go either way. I don't care. So to me, there's no really no sense of having a debate, at least at the presidential level. If you want to have debates as far as, you know, for the Democratic candidate to become the nominee and the the Republican, fine, that's fine. I don't think there's any harm in that. But when it gets down to a presidential debate, I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably all about money. It's all about advertising dollars for, you know, whichever network that it's on. Mm -hmm. So. I'm in favor of just putting the kibosh on presidential uh, debates. What about you, Bert? I, I would you uh, opposed to uh, putting a kibosh on presidential debates. I don't know. I mean, I like to see at least one. Okay. Do you, but do you I, think you, know, you agree with I, me I'd that like to put a Go ahead. Do I agree with you? What? Do you agree with me that that no matter what, even if there was one, that the moderator is generally going to be one-sided? Well, that was going to be my, my next comment was I would like to see at least one. What I'd like to put an end to is whoever it is is selecting the moderator because, you know, they never get anybody that's neutral. You know, I mean, I, I thought a good one, that rumor was going around, hey, Joe Rogan might moderate this, the presidential debate. And it's like, that's cool because Joe, you know, Joe could really care less about either one of them, mm-hmm. more or less. And mm-hmm. that's what we need. Somebody just ask questions, ask them equally. And I wouldn't ask this person that question, this person a softball question. If you're going to ask the Republican or whoever, let's say Party A, this question, you ask Party B the same question. Right. And that, that's the way it yeah. would be in my opinion. Well, I would have, you know what I would have liked to have seen, uh, at least last November, I would have loved to have seen Tim Pool do a uh, presidential debate. 
He would have been a, a good YouTube moderator, person, I think. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or is it? It is. Yeah, okay. he's on. He's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What about no, Mike? I, I, oh, I think ahead. that part. Of, no, I was just gonna say I think um, that part they kind of stack stack their deck right there. The debates. You know, the, right. With the moderator. Yeah, I agree. Mike, what about you? Uh, would you be a fan of getting rid of presidential debates, or is it imperative that we hear from uh, letting them go back and forth? I think their form or their their intent is intentional and uh, making one side favored than the other. It's kind of obvious the structure behind it all. It's uh, it's well planned out. Politics is a well planned game, but uh, I, I believe there should be a different type of environment that we can create. Like I don't know podcasting or, or some, I mean, not to sound cheesy, but you know, YouTube or just other avenues that we can take to reach different people because people aren't always on TV. And I got to say, I've never heard of this theory before and it, and it, cause I love the word cultivation, but there's a, a theory it's called cultivation theory. Never known about this. It's kind of fascinating. It's not similar it's to, to do with theory, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it it is a sociological and communications framework. It, it suggests that people who regularly exposed to media for long periods of time are more likely to perceive the world, uh, excuse me, for long periods of time are more likely to perceive the world's social realities as they are presented by the media they consume, which in turn affects their attitudes and behavior. It's basically, it's... Uh, Cultivation theory is a study that examines the long-term effects of television. Kind of unique. That is. I do like that. Kind of deceptive, if you ask me. Hmm. Well, well, well I mean, I, I, I do like, like those ideas, like, but as much as we would like to see like um, Joe Rogan or, or Tim Pool, you know, moderate the debate, we know that the chances of that are appear highly unlikely because we know they, that they basically want like um, a, a big name like a, a Lester Hold or a Nora O'Donnell or a David Muir or a Gil King or a um, Robin Roberts or a um, um, Britt Hume, what have you, and or Chris Wallace, which we know some of those big names have uh, approved, proven to be really atrocious, um, you know, some are like far right, some are far left, and then some are just like the, the kind kind of people that are just following that agenda because they're getting getting paid basically to to push that agenda. Bonnie in chat says, "I'd like it. I'd like a debate with Borat being the moderator." <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> the actor actor of Borat, that's Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, one of the right, things I would like to see in a, in a debate, if we're going to continue having presidential debates, you know what? The hell, you know, the moderator gets to ask all the questions, but you know what? Why don't you allow just the average everyday American, you know, pick maybe 50 of them. Yeah, if you want to limit it down to 25, I guess I'm okay with that too. But you know what? Let them speak whatever's on their fucking mind. Don't make them write in what they want to ask. Because if you're going to be a leader of a country, you need to fucking think on your feet. And I think the, the American people would love to hear what's on their mind to, towards those types of questions. But unfortunately, right now, uh, you, you never get to hear. You never get to hear what's on their mind when uh, faced with a uh, question that they have no idea about. Um, it, but I think that would be 
I don't know. That'd be very insightful. Well, you know, you do make a point. It, it, it's pretty much filtered because it, basically the producers and moderators that be are, you know, are calling the shots of, oh, we, we can't have that question being asked. Um, we, we, we like this question, even though it's not going to be popular. Yeah, there should be there should be no filtering of anything. This is the United States of America, for God's sakes. You have the right to ask any damn thing you want. Now, if the candidate says, you know what, I prefer not to answer that question. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. You have a right to do that. Let their silence be louder than know. words. Anyways, um, I do want to get to the the next story. Um, it's going to. Uh, I think uh, our good friend Perwi uh, sent this over to us. Virginia parents organized to fight critical race theory learning in classrooms. A child's first teacher is their parent. But in Loudoun County, Virginia, some parents say that's no longer the case. Critical race theory basically enforces or introduces an idea that the sins of our great-grandparents are still here with us, and there's nothing we can do about it. That's what Fred Reger, a Loudoun County parent, said, who is black. Reger is one of the one of a growing number of parents banding together to support Fight for Schools, which is a political action committee opposed to critical race theory. The group is spearheaded by Ian Pryor, a former Trump administrative DOJ official and father of two. And, uh, quote, they'll talk about it with different words like equity or culturally responsive learning. But those are really the implementation tools of critical race theory. That's what uh, Pryor says. What you see, what you see, is cons- constant references to white privilege, white supremacy, white fragility, and really focusing on kids, not as individuals with their own skills, talents, dreams, and goals, but instead looking at kids through an identity group lens. And uh, and Loudoun County school administrators say CRT is not a part of LCPS curriculum. Critical race theory is not something that is relatable on the K through 12 level. It's not something that is taught in our schools or presented to our students. That's um, LCPS interim superintendent Scott Ziegler. According to LCPS, the Equity Collaborative, a group that offers equity coaching, was hired in 2019 to perform a systematic equity assessment. (sighs) Is it me or am I the only one that's just getting tired of Race this, race that, race this. You're not alone. Um, You're not alone. And what exactly are they going to be able to bring her up on charges for just for asking questions? I don't know. I really don't. It's You're living in the twilight zone. All all I know, I think my head head all all around about this is like... <laughs> There's some powerful crickets you got there. Yeah, they're, they're loud. Where's Kelso when we need her? <laughs> if I had a lot of hair, I'd be pulling all of it out. Unfortunately, I don't have enough to spare. But um, I'm in the middle of growing my hair for charity again. No, oh, thank God, somebody's got to. <laughs> hey, I'd prefer to be graying than thinning. But if you were to see me up close, you you would see that I've got gray in my hair. Or unless you've seen me you on Zoom calls before. I, I guess the only thing I can say is this, and, I, and I'll repeat. I'm probably just repeating myself. None of this, nothing about race should be discussed in schools, period. 
if you if you if you need to form like an outside group, you know how the you know uh, you know when you went to high school, they'd have these different types of groups that you uh, could be you know a member of, but is outside of school hours and all that. If you want to talk about race, go join one of those. Um, the color of people's skin, there's nothing to be learned about and in school. Our taxpayer dollars are not going to be going to fucking teach our children to hate one another because of their fucking skin. That's what they want. And as, like I said earlier, as we continue to progress by giving, handing out reparations, saying that, oh, well, this is white privilege and uh, whatever else, all you're doing is making things worse. That's what they want to do. 99% of America is fine. There's always been racist douchebags in our society. It's not as bad as people want to put it out there to be. The only thing that's different now is they're making it a big, big talking point. And why? So they can give away taxpayer dollars just to piss people off even more. I mean, they're trying to tell us, folks, that because there was slavery way back in the day, before any of us were even thought of on earth. That because of that, the black community is being, you know, they're suffering. Last I checked, I mean, Michael Jordan did great. Frank Thomas did great. Herschel Walker, OJ Simpson did pretty well for himself. Uh, what happened to them? Why, why weren't they affected by slavery? Huh. I guess they were black privileged. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm asking. Uh, if if people, if an entire segment of people, I don't know, and I'm not saying black or white or Asian or whatever the hell it is. I'm just talking about just a broad, a broad sense of community is affected over anything, whether it be slavery, whether it be racism or whatever you can think of then that entire segment of people would be affected. And last I checked, there's probably just about as many successful black people in America than there are white people or other ethnicities as well. I mean, I'm, this might be uh, you know breaking news to people in society, but there's broke-ass white people in, in our society. There's broke-ass Asians or broke-ass any other ethnicity you want to think of. I mean, I don't think it has to do with any, any type of slavery. They're still falling on tough times just like any other race. It has nothing to do with slavery or anything else like that. So get off the high hog or whatever the fuck you want to call it. High horse. Yeah, high horse. There you Thank you, Eric. Get off your high horse. You don't, you don't deserve a damn thing. What you deserve is respect, freedom, and your opportunity to be successful just like every other American in this country. And dignity. Well, I lost my dignity a long time ago, but yeah, they do have that right too. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to uh, follow up on that? No. Guess not. I guess not. Anywho. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I guess I'm muted again. Probably 
Rick, uh, Senator Rick Scott apparently is uh, rolling out legislation that's going to prohibit TSA from requiring proof of COVID vaccine for travelers. I like that. Republican Say it again. Rick Scott on Wednesday introduced legislation that would prohibit officials from the Transportation Security Administration from requiring Americans to show proof that they have been vaccinated against COVID-19. The bill, thank God. The bill called Freedom to Fly Act would re- also prohibit TSA workers from requiring American travelers to produce a passport for domestic flight to protect the privacy of personal health information. Thank, thank God you, there's somebody out there in politics that's got the American freedom, you know, that cares about freedoms here Florida. in Florida. Yes, I know. We're going <laughs> to fire I think he should come to California. I've told you. He's anyway, got Scott's legislation he's says the, the TSA may not prescribe or implement any regulation or policy that would allow employees to request information relating to vaccinations from any passenger traveling on a flight between states or territories or possessions of the United States. Americans are working hard to recover from the devastation of COVID-19 and travel is critical to getting our economy fully reopened, he said. While I continue to encourage everyone who wants to, who wants one wants one to get the vaccine. The federal government has no business requiring travelers to turn over their personal medical information to catch a flight. My Freedom Act to Fly Act ensures families in Florida and across the country can travel freely and without ridiculous government bureaucracy created by vaccine passports. The White House last month said the federal government will not support a system requiring Americans to carry so-called vaccine passports while suggesting the matter will be left to private sector amid new mask regulations. And you know, you know, President Biden was probably, I guarantee you, he was relying on such, you know, quote unquote, private sector places like, you know, the airline industry and stuff like that. I guarantee you, he was expecting them to require this type of stuff. So we'll see what happens. But thank God there's somebody out there. Uh, In my opinion, like I've said up before, it's your responsibility to decide if you want to get the damn vaccine or not. Uh, You know what's best for you and your family. It's nobody's damn business in society to know whether or not you've been vaccinated or not. I know that a lot of, you know, dating sites and other like hookup sites are starting to, you know, people put in their fucking profile. Oh, vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I think uh, the number one thing uh, people look for now in uh, profiles on dating apps is number one, uh, whether or not someone has uh, STDs or to make sure that they've had a vaccination. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, when when I've lo- looked at those, um, it would only show like their STD status and you know whether they've been tested or whether they're positive or negative. But you, usually, the one disease they want to want to protect you against, or or they're supposed to protect you against, is the HIV AIDS. But but you know, but like your gonorrhea and your syphilis and your chlamydia and uh, and. Oh, you know, hepatitis. oh no. they're, they're, they're just as dangerous, if not worse. And then I see people writing in their profiles that they're COVID vaccinated, but, but we still have the debate on whether those COVID vaccines are even safe or even legitimate. Well, I have, a, I guess I have a question for you uh, in the chat. If you are single and you're on a dating app, um, if someone is not vaccinated and you're out on the prowl, we'll say, uh, does someone not being vaccinated, does that prohibit you from going and hook up, hooking up with them? 
Um, yes, I'm, I'm going to read their their profile carefully, and I'm going to look study their pictures carefully. And because um, to me, I would if if it was me, I would be really selective. But but I but you're going to get a lot of flaky people on those. Mm, yeah, you will. So, but but you know, you 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 have to be really careful, like it, you know, like whether you're in an open or closed relationship or not in a relationship at all, because. You know, it's best to be safe than sorry. Yeah. At the same time, it's always be better to be safe than sorry. I agree. But but at the same time, you're an adult that can like take care of yourself. Exactly. It's just like you're an adult. You can get a vaccine if you want. Uh, you can also go out and hook up if you prefer to be safer about it. Uh, maybe wait for the right person in life. Uh, it's 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 the wonderful thing about being here in the United States that you have choices you get to make, and that decision. Is up to you. You'll suffer the consequence of your decisions, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all up to you. Jestock says, no one knows if you're telling the truth. Profiles are probably half lies. I agree. I mean, I tell people I've been vaccinated every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking of putting out a uh, little, uh, you know, we at the, the shop, we do text messages. And, uh, you know, my, my employees are, are vaccinated and all that. That was their decision. And so I was telling him, I think we should send out a, a text message because, you know, we live here in liberal California. Everybody's all about the vaccine. Same. So I'm like, hey, we'll just put out a text. Come on down. Our employees are vaccinated and this and that and the other. And my employees sat there looking at me, just shaking their head. They're like, you're not fucking vaccinated. I said, I know you're right. That's why I said the employees are vaccinated, not the owner. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Justice Truth Warrior says, I vote to keep all biohazard TV propaganda as zombies the fuck away from me. Speaking of biohazard, there continues to be more and more, uh, you know, people coming out saying how, you know, that uh, COVID-19 is a bio, what is it? A bioweapon. Anybody think that anything is going to happen with China? Should something be done with China? Interesting question. Should, but won't. You don't think so? You don't think anything's going to happen? I think ultimately in time, <laughs> no, it, absolutely. I think they will be a, their own demise. They're self-seeking. You know, they, 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 they consume what's around them. And if you consume without producing or having but Mike, others, I don't know. What are we going to do? I don't know. What are we going to do? Impose more what, sanctions on things that they can make anyway, cheaper than us? I mean, see, come on. That's the what problem. we're They're doing. Uh, come on. Yeah. No, our perceptions right. limit Justice, our abilities. Military. Yeah, like our, our, our perceptions on how big something is is typically not the case. That sounds kind of sexual, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but like like all right, uh, there's been studies that help us understand like They're the your signal, information and factual judgments. Can, can you hear me, meow? I hear you. Go ahead. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just um, if we believe something to be a sure thing, then that already sets up that barrier. If we put up that truth and to the public square with our neighbors, with our friends. And because and, it's hard for people to want to, they don't know who to believe. We hear lies. We hear truths. We don't know what's right or wrong. It's, it's hard to differentiate the two. But when, when we, we continue to really dig deep and, 
and, and try to really find out what's going on. I, China is, it, the world is against it, but they're afraid of them because it's, they're like a big bully. How do you defeat a bully? Like, how do you confront a bully ultimately? Well, here's you know, the, you, you f- that was my point in many less words. And, the, and here's, and here's, and here's, <laughs> here's the concern that I, I love have. to expound. The concern that I have is you're right. They have, I don't know, they have tons of little foot soldiers over there and all that. And they got uh, all the money in the world. Now they're scrambling you slightly. They're what? Do they have the money slightly? You You got all pingy. Currency manipulation. So, but here's the the problem that I have. And I agree that China is not going to be held accountable no matter what they find. But the problem is, if you don't ever stand up to them, eventually they're going to own your ass. Bingo. And then what? Bingo. Maybe, maybe our government. Then, maybe our government is preparing us for that. I don't know. I think you're onto something big there. I well, mean, torch why broadcast like all of our strengths? Why broadcast the, the things we have advantages on or what we're cultivating in our society right now? It, why show them our hand? Why not do it like we always have? Exactly. With our neighbors and our communities, it starts at home and then it moves next door. That's how we used yeah. to do it back in the day. And we had to get back to that. And we are. We're doing it now. Well, all, all I know, like I said, not mm-hmm. myself, I'm glad I'm at basically in my midlife crisis because I only have half a life left. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you that listen to our podcast that are in your teens and all that, the best of luck to you, folks. <laughs> Well, you know, Torch um, mentions in chat about, you know, China being technologically a superpower and and it's hard to defeat that, which there is truth to that because you got to remember, like, you know, for decades, China and and other countries, you know, have been at at war with us and not like your traditional boots on the ground, but these proxy, you know, cyber wars um, trying to steal like intelligence and, and other sensitive information that if that if this information leaked that would jeopardize our national security what does that say if they have to steal our intellectual property they are lacking one of the biggest things that we have the advantage of we have great minds here we have people that mm-hmm. when we get together and are well oiled and we're doing this together we are unstoppable because we have inventions we have they steal from us because they are unable to think outside the box and, and that's why, you know, I mean, they have a disadvantage, but it's maybe we don't need to show them that. Let them, you know, be folly to that. Maybe we should just tell them, make sure to show up. <coughs> Excuse me. Make sure to show up to the, Think to the, the Olympics in Japan. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Any, any sports team, they study each other, weaknesses, strengths, and, and, and like we're studying. And there's no doubt about it. We're about to have a jingle break come up. Yeah, we are. We're studying, but you know what? We're what's up? We're just we're studying to be less white. So <laughs> we're going to take a break and try to study a few more pages of how to be less white. We'll be right back right after this. Lines are now open. Whether you agree, disagree, or just get offended easily, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll just assume we're always we're always we're always right. I haven't played that one. Oh, that's a new one, um, or or unless it's one you've not played in a while. Yeah, uh, I haven't played that in a while. We have a slightly jaded J- Janine over on uh, D Live. Welcome uh, to the show if this is your first time. Uh, 
It is called The Slightly Serious Show. Uh, sometimes we get really, really serious, but at the end of the day, it's all fun and games, but at the same time, it's important to have people's different points of views to be heard and stuff like that. So you're always encouraged, if you'd like, you can always uh, download the Podbean app or you can call the studio line 702-708-55. And her name is Jenny. Jenny from the block, maybe. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, absolutely. All right. So anyways, um, thanks for the uh, claps there, uh, Mr. Producer Eric. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Jenny Justice Warriors over on D Live. So she's she's hiding away from all you all you podbeaners. So Jenny. And thank you to to Justice Truth Warrior for his clap he sent to you. And then I sent you a cup of coffee earlier and I sent you that super oh, chat. Much appreciated. We're uh, we're making a we're a striving effort this this month to uh, get back into the damn top twenty on the uh, Podbean app. Uh, it's been about a month or so since we've been there, so there's I was mm-hmm. on uh, on the way home this afternoon. I was actually on the app, and I was amazed at how many people were going live uh, during the afternoon drive. So, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe oh Podbean's God, actually yes. spending some some of the thousands of dollars that we make them every night and uh, advertising for once. The American voices are speaking out. Either that or you know, <laughs> either that or more church shows are coming to uh, a Podbean near you. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Anyways, um, you know what? I haven't looked up yet. I have not gotten your Mexican word of the day, so we'll be searching for that. Anybody uh, have any sins? We haven't heard too many sins lately. Anything naughty that you might have done over the past week or two? Uh, you know, there was a Memorial Day. A lot of drinking, I'm sure, occurred aco- across this country. So if you have anything that uh, you're ashamed that you might have done, Me? you're welcome to call. No, you can you can you can do it as well. Uh, but if, if if anybody else that's not on the call would like to, yes, yeah, sins like something naughty you might have done. Uh, say, you know, say you were out and about with your friends and uh, accidentally started making out with your best friend's boyfriend or something. Uh, you know, that would uh, deserve to get literal. One of, get one of these. <laughs> Give <them a> lot. <laughs> or if you had a relapse of a previous sin, the mark. Yeah, sin is to miss the mark. So I, I had some impure thoughts of uh, of of a of a, of a woman, and, and uh, maybe I don't know. That's about the only thing I can really think of. My, ooh, yeah. Uh, Jenny over on D Live. She says, "Holy crap!" She says, "Laugh out loud." Oh no! What, Jenny? Are, are you one of those innocent young ladies? I mean, if you are, that's cool. I mean, we don't, we don't see, we don't hate as much as, as much as we are white, we still don't hate no matter what the news media is telling you. We, 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 we love people. So anyways, uh, what about you, uh, producer Eric, any, uh, any, any, uh, bad things? I mean, um, can't think of anything bad, but I can say I've repeated my sin of, you know, <laughs> let, letting like junk pile up in the passenger side floorboard of my car. Unbelievable, Eric. You got to keep the car clean. We've told you this many times. <laughs> I guess I practically live in my car when I'm not at home. <laughs> uh, Jenny says, uh, I'm married. And I've got to wrap Mike Tampa Bay out for saying the O word in the chat earlier, too. Mike? Uh-uh. Okay, he Mike, said it first. You, you the guy next, the owl next to me. <laughs> or have you ever drank? Yeah. 
Did you hear that laugh? I'm sorry. Have you, have you, did you just say the word or have you ever drank that crap? Mm, I think so. I just remember the commercials, but I'm I might it too. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe it traumatized me. I don't one, know. <laughs> one thing we need to let our new friend who has followed us over on DLive, Jenny, know. The, there's two things that really get me pissed off. And if, if I hear about them or if people say the words or they talk about it or they drink Ovaltine, Ovaltine <laughs> and Starbucks. Those are the two words. Don't forget Vegemite. Oh. Use peanut butter. Unbelievable. If you want Vegemite, go to damn Australia. Or, or, or take that up with Dennis Lee. Yeah, right? Go have some with. Go, Come on, man. Go, go, have, go have some Ovaltine and some Vegemite sandwiches with Dennis Lee. How about that? Try that. <laughs> that don't fly here. Yeah, what is and Vegemite? You better not request. Oh, my God. You've never heard of. <sighs> no. Me and Chuck are in the same boat. I don't, is it a termite? <laughs> Eats vegetables? You, you, might, you know what? You might as well eat vegetables. You might as well eat termites. Because that's how great it tastes. Vegemite is a thick, dark brown Australian food spread made from leftover brewer's yeast extract. It has a few spices in it and all that, but it's freaking disgusting. That's like our good friend, our old friend Michaela. She'd be like, uh, especially if you, you you mentioned feet to her. Oh yeah, I yeah. Michaela, she's our she's our lovely liberal friend who uh, she calls in once a year just to rub it in our face. But uh, otherwise, she's too busy smelling and licking feet. <laughs> yeah, Chuck says. Uh, let, let's hope her and Jack don't have burning ears. I on that know. One. Well, it's okay if they do. Mail inspire them. King Chuck says, "I'm it's it's Australia. It's from Australia. I'll pass." Justice Truth Warrior says, "Toe jam sounds much better." Uh, J- Jenny says, I hate the word corpse, and my biggest fear is wet socks. Wet socks. I think her and Michaela would either be best friends or worst enemies. I don't right? know. I, I, I smell my socks, don't you? What the hell? Yeah, I mean, if they don't stink, I mean, I rewear them, but not my underwear. Oh God, no, that's on. That's on hold. <laughs> that's a sin. Okay, first off, Mike, do not rewear <laughs> socks. You wear them one day, even if you wear them for three or four hours. Once you take them off, they don't come back on. But they still smell like dryer sheets, and they they seem clean. Oh my, they're not crusty. <laughs> uh, maybe you should hang them on a clothesline to dry instead of putting them in the clothes dryer. Hey, that probably set, set you right where you the Come on, man. Right? And, Come oh, on. And it, you, oh, and it would, you know, it would, it would smell like, like the fresh outdoors, depending on where you live. But it's, I guess, the, it, it's the lazy part, I guess, it, that I used to have. It's still a habit to make sure I smell them. Okay. I okay. wash all these clothes. Mike, and, Mike, Mike, stop. <laughs> Just stop. You're saying that a lazy damn habit. Next thing you know, you're going to be asking for reparations. Come on. No, <laughs> Touche. Touche. I, I will wear them once for a week and give it a try. Eddie over on DLive says, is it dog pee, human pee, food, puke? Who knows? 
<laughs> oh my god. I didn't think you'd tell anybody, Torch. Come on, oh, man. Mike smells the torch. <laughs> oh. Hell no. Oh, hell no. That's one line I will not cross, especially the skid mark <sighs> line. Oh, that's just snap. Mike, if you know if you know you have to check for skid marks, you also better check <laughs> make sure you flush them. But, but Mike, the skid mark is there so you know you got them centered. <laughs> like you put the brakes on somewhere, right? <laughs> All right, no more. Um, uh, uh, it's uh, time for a jingle break. <laughs> I thought we already had our jingle break. Um, Laundry break. Uh, no, actually, uh, this uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Mike checking for skid marks. Uh, Mike. <laughs> uh, uh, glad I could slightly okay, more serious. Yes, uh, Jenny. We, we Foot in mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Um, and a thank you to Jessduck over in the D Live chat for the donation of ice cream. Oh, Jessduck donating Nancy Pelosi's favorite damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> made the kids happy there, Jessduck. And uh, we got a di- oval teen ice cream. Oh, and per- we donated a diamond over there too on D Live. You know, gay men love diamonds. <laughs> At least the one I live with. <laughs> um, for, for oh it, oh she slightly jaded. Jenny is donating. Looks like ten lemons. Oh, thank you, Jen. Women lemons. Yeah, lemons. Thanks for the coffees, by the way. Mark. And by the way, Jenny, make sure if you have any friends that like to hear slightly serious stuff, you invite them over to D Live. We. Every occasional uh, while, we like to unload the treasure chest and uh, reward. We re- like to reward our poor folks who listen to everything that comes out of my mouth every night. So you know, it's kind of um, per we donated eleven lemons. It's kind of like me. It's kind of like me being Gavin or Newsom and getting reparations. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the uh, thanks for the love everywhere. Thanks for the uh, the. It- no, that's a cake. I was going to call that an igloo. Thanks for the cake. Yeah. Yes. And and the and the cup of coffee. Yes. Coffee is my favorite. As uh, you know, producer Eric knows that. Uh, I've actually run out of coffee. Um, I don't know if I should get the Kona variety or if I should go back to Black Rifle coffee. Black Rifle coffee. If if there's anybody over there, I mean, they should love us. We're like gun toting, you know, military supporting type people here, and. Uh, It'd be a good fit for the show, and uh, I drink coffee every night. Uh, Black Rifle Cup peoples, so look me up, hit me up, slightly serious show at gmail.com. Love to do a nice little partnership with you. All I'm asking for is coffee. I'm not uh, looking for any cash. Sent you some love. Anyways, let's have lemonade. Coffee, coffee is mom juice. Oh, coffee is is mom juice. I live off coffee too. I've had probably about uh, six cups of coffee today because I've only had like three and a half hours of sleep uh, since yesterday at. 10 o'clock in the morning. But uh, so please bear with Dang. me. If it's a horrible show, it's it's probably going to be the worst one that you've ever heard. So, you know, stay tuned. Your- oh, stop it. Oh, just stop it. Just stop. Stop it. Um, <laughs> Jenny, I do have a question for you over on DLive. And we haven't really asked this question much uh, of our podbeaners lately. But anytime we get a new, a new uh, listener, we always like to ask them one question. And you have to answer one or the other. If you had to, would you eat coffee? No, hold on. 
chocolate covered shit or shit covered chocolate. <laughs> Did you ever answer that, by the way, Mike? Or smell a sock. That's all you, you have to ask, Mike. <laughs> if you like to eat chocolate covered shit or shit covered chocolate. Um, shit covered chocolate. Or I'd rather eat say it again. Beef. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't bring up the beef jerky. It's well, um, when Thirty Pack Man was on here before under his Prince of Team identity, he answered shit tacos. <laughs> yeah, shit covered tacos was his answer. Um, so your two options are this, Mike. Shit covered chocolate or chocolate covered shit. You have to eat one of them. And uh choose uh Justice Truth Warrior, you have to also answer that. I don't think we've heard from you about that. Am I Do being forced like the vaccine? Yes, you're being forced like the uh vaccine. J- Jenny <laughs> Then no. <laughs> Jenny on D Live, she says, Haha, I'm allergic to bacteria. So I guess that means you would eat the chocolate covered shit. <laughs> We, we only have chocolate. one person to because pass you can wear it thin. The, Say that one more time. We we uh, um, uh, uh, shit covered chocolate because you can wear it thin and I can rinse it off. <laughs> <and rinse>. <laughs> We've only had one person in the history of the slightly serious show to to pass on it entirely. Um, but we haven't seen Sonya in in a few months. But hopefully she's doing all right. <laughs> How much shit? shit? Um, well, no determination. <laughs> diarrhea? No, not. Come on, this is a family show. We don't talk about that. Well, um, <laughs> well, Thirty Pagman's choice of shit tacos really took the cake, right? Slightly. Yeah, then he shit the cake out. But yeah. <laughs> um, we over on D Live said, "What was the meal before the shit was taken?" That's the real question. <laughs> God, I love that guy. Did somebody have corn on the cob? I don't know. Then you'll have. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get too visual. Uh, yes. Anyways, I'm searching for your next uh, your your word of the day. Uh, does anybody have any uh, good jokes? Can't think of any right off. I hand. do. Oh, is it? Is- let's hear it. What do you call a big pile of kittens? A big pile of kittens. I think I know the answer to this. Oh. A mountain. I'm a cat man. Yep, a mountain. Wow. wow. It's a dad joke. <laughs> oh, I like Justice Truth Warriors answer on pussy ball. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that alternate answer. <laughs> I'd be glad Elgato and Troncad aren't here for that. All right. Are, yeah. are we all sitting uh, sitting down for today's Mexican word of the day? Brought to you by Topo, brought to you by Topo Chico, the only Mexican water slightly drinks. The Mexican word today is... No, it's not puta. <laughs> Shame on... Oh. oh, my God. Shame on all you guys for saying, oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, today's Mexican word of the day is lesbian. Kids, we have to go to church today. So let's be on our best behavior. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pertwee seems to have, uh, you have a. I I got one for you. Yeah, this is, and this is a clean joke. So I don't know if anybody will like it. Uh, (laughs) I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. 
But you know what? Turns out it was the refrigerator's fault all along. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anywho, I, I, one thing I'm. Hey, we got a new fan. Down oh, there. right. The slightly shit covered taco show. Welcome to the slightly shit show there. Shit show slightly. Yeah, yeah, it's good to good to have you uh, along. Make sure you uh, put a comment in the chat so we get uh, some more engagement, please. Um, Imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery, it is, right? I, it's it's kind of like bad press. Any press is good press. So that's all. Okay. Unless you get Agreed. depressed by the big truck or something. Yeah, me. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. As long as I'm still alive, <laughs> I will tell you one thing. I am definitely looking forward to a. Good night's rest. I will not uh, advocate or uh, promote the place I got my bed from, but my bed is amazing. It even knows my heartbeat. Can you imagine that? And, Count numbers uh, when you sleep. Uh, we have a lot of flags. I said flags, folks, not you know what you might have thinking. Uh, F L A G S in our in our chat. So uh, we're being very patriotic. Um, but. Getting back to the bed, uh, this thing, uh, it's, it's one of those adjustable kind. And uh, somehow, I have no idea how it works, but it knows if I move, and it adjusts the air on how I move. And uh, I don't know. It tracks how, much, how long I sleep. I, I'm kind of worried that since it tracks my heartbeat and all that, that it fucking sends my information out to somebody. I hope, that, hope to God that it does. I don't know. Does anybody else have something like that? It's kind of weird. But I did get some good. You had me on chocolate covered shit. Problems. Um, a smart pillow that sends your info to China. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it. It probably reads your thoughts. No well, I don't know. I mean, let's. Vote. Sucks the life out of your ear hole slightly. Uh, at, least, at least something's. Never mind. What <laughs> the show? <laughs> oh, hey, where's Big Sexy? We need to talk uh, to Christian. Why to come to the show? It's uh. A slightly tired ass, uh, you know, trying to make a 10 more minutes show. Ooh, Jess has oh, a joke. Oh, you have a joke, Jess? Call it and tell us. It's not as smart as yours, but she does have one for ethnic bioweapons. Uh, Christian is trying to call in again. I'll answer it one more time, Christian. What's going on? Hello? Okay. Well, I don't know if Christian's there or not. If you're there, go ahead and uh, speak for forever. Hold your pieces. Whichever type of pieces you, you know, you feel you have today. Just Doc says, I have an old bed like you. Not oh. a joke. Sorry. An old bed. Oh, her bed's not as smart as your bed. That's what. She <laughs> <said>. <laughs> well, I'm not- We're just, we're not as smart as you, Jess. We just didn't pick yeah, up on that. that. that, that was, uh, <laughs> tough one to pick up. So basically it tells me this. Uh, these are the things it tells me. Uh, it tells me. My, it tells you your heart rate, your average heart rate while you're sleeping, uh, your breath rate. At the, I'm, I'm thankful that I have one. And then another thing is HRV. What is HRV? Oh, heart rate variability. So it tracks all that information. I don't know why. It's like if I die in the morning, it's nothing, nothing the app's going to do to help me. So. <laughs> and you know what, Slightly? What's that? As long as I wake up in the morning, I don't care what all those numbers were. Doesn't it matter. doesn't. I mean, I mean, it could be the middle no. of the afternoon. I could drop dead. Who the fuck cares how I slept the night exactly. before? Is your is your bed going to tell it you? Might. 
you're at work, your bed's going to call up and say slightly your heart yeah, beats you need off. To come back to bed. <laughs> Do people imagine still use water beds? Use or is that still a thing? Imagine that if your bed did that, though, you could use that as, as an excuse to leave work. Say, oh, you know what? My bed's telling me I need to get some rest. Yeah, my bed's calling me <laughs> to go home. How would that? Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> And Do I've water beds good, exist anymore? Do water beds exist? I don't think so. They, not in the big bladder type. They they they're like <laughs> baffle type beds now. They're not very popular. Baffle? They got rid of the old big. Yeah, they got rid of the old big like you know uh, basically bladder uh, versus one big. You know why they got condom full of water? You know bladder. They, <laughs> they were too worried that the liberals would drown themselves. <laughs> Damn! I wish it would have kept them around. Um, Eric, right. you have a joke for us? Well, I think speaking of the the word of the day, um, here, you know, here's one of my favorite um, Saturday Night Live clips when Betty White hosted that time. You're barking up the wrong lesbian. <laughs> barking up the wrong yeah. lesbian. That's that's uh, what is that's not racist. That's sexist. Or what would that be? <laughs> I don't know. That's funny though. I like that. Uh, that, that was like 11 years ago, but, but I think it, it was pretty hilarious when Betty White was on that time. I cannot believe she's still alive. I mean, bless her. 99 years old and still kicking. Like I said, I, I still want to place a wager with anybody that's willing. Uh, you either get to pick Bob Barker or Betty White. Who's going first? Bob Barker. Betty White. I'm going to say Betty White. Bob Barker, I mean, he's younger. Number one, he's younger than her. He's 96, 97 yeah. years old. But Slightly. hopefully Betty White makes it to 100. People, do we need to point out how many people younger than her have already passed? No, we don't have that much time. We only have eight. What? <laughs> nice. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's been a lot already passed. The younger, well, the odds people. are, um, though, that she'll pass before him. No, I don't think so. Well, um... You know, but with Betty White, she she was older than her Golden Girls co-stars, um, B. Arthur and Estelle Getty and Rue McClanahan, and hey, and she still outlived them. That she did. It was you know what was amazing is uh, Sophia. Uh, that was the name of the character. I don't know her real name, but yeah, that played um, B. Arthur's mother on the show. But she was actually a couple months younger than B. Arthur in real life. But but they had to put on that wig and they had to do something with the makeup to make her appear appear that she was like 20 or 30 years older than the Arthur's character, Dorothy. Yeah. I had the hots for had the hots for who? Sophia? For that, that the, the older one, the one that had all the jokes, like, I don't know, it's a good sense of humor. Yeah, always, you know, the mother. The mother. It was nice. <laughs> the mother. Yes. Did, did That's you, did that you wrong? Mexican Is that wrong? Because if not, or if you did, I got, I got a good Mexican. Okay. I I, I did do it, and I'll repeat it just so you know what it was. And then we'll no, oh. but I, I'll I'll allow you. You can do an honorary one, and then we'll see how wh- this, yeah, we'll this see which funny. one people like the best. My wor- Mexican word okay. of the day was lesbian. Kids, we have to go to church today. Oh, that's right. So lesbian, our best behavior. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I heard big sexy What's in the background. <laughs> this, this was not necessarily a word, but. Uh, why did the Mexican take Xanax? Oh <laughs> I'm scared to have for Hispanic <laughs> That that takes the cake. Yeah, you, you got the That's clever. <laughs> that was, 
I couldn't get to the punchline without laughing. Yeah, oh that was yeah. It's panic attack. Oh, uh, big sexy wants to know what yours was. Uh, come here and I'll tell you, and we'll we'll see how his uh, reaction is. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, pile of kittens. So, uh, what what is? Can you repeat the, repeat it again for me, Pert? <laughs> yes, I can. I just got to get a straight face to do it here. All right. Okay. Here we go. Why did the Mexican take Xanax, Big Sexy? For Hispanic attack. <laughs> he said, oh my God. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. He said that was a good one, Bert. And I have to agree with him 100%. <laughs> it, you didn't like Meowth in that? I like the pun. You didn't like Meowton? Uh, I don't know. I, it was it was all right. The pile of kittens. What in the world's going? Oh, on? Oh, you got an echo. That's uh, that was Christian, uh, who's finally uh, calling in. But are you there, Christian? Because we are about ready to wind the show up tonight. Right. Yeah, I'm Jamie right. Shield. Uh, Christian is not uh, talking. To me. Anyways, uh, producer Eric, you uh, you have a, a couple of shows that you'd like to uh, promote tonight. Well, I think besides you know our usual top friends like Old Man and John DeVito and, and us coming back tomorrow night and, and tomorrow morning, um, um, th- three great shows I would like to highlight. Of course, um, you know, come and linger longer here with our Australian friend linger longer if you're into some good music and and he is a great crooner. Um, and and is really good on the piano and the guitar and 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 he's also a good conversationalist. If you ever hear conversations between him and Fox Decipher and and Asha, aka Man Cave, and and a few other friends, um, a second show you know worth worth checking out is um, the Dark Woods with our good friend Dark Bear. Um, you know, and he will be on, of course, tomorrow after John Devito. If anybody's interested in checking him out, and. Another good friend has returned to Podbean after a six-month hiatus. Um, Slacker82 Alpha, a.k.a. Maverick. Um, looks like him and his friends are back, back on, on Podbean if you're interested in checking his show out. But, um, but I think these, these three shows don't really have a set schedule, so they're kind of on it impromptu times, but, but they're definitely worth being on the lookout for, except for Dark Bear, which you know, he's usually on in the afternoons. Very cool. Yeah, check them out. And uh, by the way, don't get all butthurt. I was just joking in chat. And when I, you know, well, I might not be joking. I don't know for sure. But uh, FYI, Dark Bear doesn't ask for reparations. But, you know, we have to be more funny. So, uh, you know, every, a lot of people have been on me about that, that we're too serious. So, you know, we'll joke around. You might get offended. But hey, we're here to joke. Anyways, uh, it's, if it's yellow, it's brown. Yeah, there you go. Shit talking toilet knows what he's talking about. Anyways, uh, before we head out, this is for you, Shit Talking Toilet. I hope everyone makes sure to flush the toilet and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6.30, 9.30 Eastern Time for another fantastic edition of the Slightly Serious Show. Hopefully after I get a good night's rest and uh, who knows, maybe I'll uh, share my numbers with you, what my bed has to say. And, And our good friend, Tampa Bay Mike says, make sure you smell your socks. Mike, make sure you wash your damn socks, for God's sakes. Anyways, I hope to see you back I here tomorrow do. night. If I work out, I wash them. And all the ones you hate. I don't care if they uh, agree with us or not. 
The important thing is that they're, they have yeah. a voice. Till the next time, have a Buenas noches. Good night, all. I'm going to change Thanks for listening. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show. 